Yo, and welcome back to the Stop the Violence podcast. I'm sorry, I don't actually have an intro yet still. So right away, last week I made a really important episode about the human rights of slaughterhouse workers and just other human rights issues in general when it comes to how they're intertwined with animal rights. It was the previous episode before this, so if you haven't listened to that, please do. I really think that's important information, and definitely share that one around as well. Another thing is, of course, it is still January 2021, which means you can still sign up for Veganuary at Veganuary.com. The best kind of New Year's resolution that anyone could ever make is to be the version of themselves that does not have cruelty toward animals. And speaking of cruelty toward animals, this episode is all about a slaughterhouse vigil. But not just that. It's going to be very special because I'm actually going to a slaughterhouse vigil bright and early, actually before it gets bright, in the morning tomorrow at um, American Halal Meat in Newark, New Jersey, with the Newark Animal Save Movement. And if you want to get involved with vigils near you, just visit animalsavemovement.org. So yeah, tomorrow I will be bearing witness to animals before their deaths, trying to provide them comfort, compassion, and water, and also document their stories, give them a voice. And yeah, I'm going to be going with my mom, um, and we're going to meet there with a bunch of other vegans, And so it goes. And I want to just record me actually being there in the process from like waking up in the morning to going there. And I want to describe to you guys what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling and maybe even ask other people to say what they're thinking and feeling. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anything could happen. I I can promise you that this will be a good episode and this will be very interesting. So stay tuned. I will touch base back with you in the morning very early hi so it's six in the morning and uh, i'm already at the murder house there's going to be a lot of background noise so i apologize in advance but we just arrived i'm leaving from the car now there's so much fucking garbage and broken glass and just uh this area is disgusting and there's residential homes that I could see to my left. That I can see to my left right now and I just feel really bad for anyone who has to live this close to such a horrible, horrible place. So I've already met a couple of the victims through the truck holes and we've tried to give them water with our water pumps that we brought along and none of them are taking it really. One of them licked some water up a little bit, but um, the rest of them are just so scared. I honestly wonder if they think, like, the water stick is an electric prod or something. They're so fucking scared of people. That just proves right there that they're not treated well in any way. So... All I'm seeing right now so far is dairy cows, and that's usually the case. Anytime there's cows that come to this slaughterhouse, there are always dairy cows, the Holstein, you know, black and white breed. Um, So, you know, it just goes to show, like, if you're buying dairy products, you're paying for these victims here to stand here in the truck and wait for their death. And they can tell what's going on. You can see the fear in their eyes. They can smell the death. It's horrendous. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to find the words to say when you're here. You know what I mean? It's just really hard because you look at them and you just want to take every single one of them to safety. Like, you just want to take all of them to a sanctuary and it's just hard, you know? They put their noses in the little hole and you can put your hand there and they're so curious. They're just like puppies. I got some cows to drink some water. Um, 
And then I was looking at this cow that was in the back and I was promising this cow that I would do more activism and then I immediately felt just like silly because like what does that mean to that cow you know it means nothing to like that individual so I don't know I like to believe that I'm making a difference you know so I've been spending a bunch of time with a cow. Their number is 5018 and another one next to them and I've been humming and I like to think that it can be comforting and seem like they were listening. I have, I took some videos of it so that'll be on my YouTube and online. Um, Alicia Demi is my channel. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Uh, you know, this one was looking at me a lot of the time and just staring. And it looks so sad. And I've just been humming, like, I don't know, hoping that it can bring some sort of comfort. Because I tried to think, like, would it help bring any comfort to me if I was the one on the truck? I'm here with a couple of individuals. One has the number 1245. This one has the number 2067. And they're just kind of looking around and it's really interesting. I don't know if you can hear the birds chirping, but they sound so happy and it's a weird thing to have those happy bird noises and then to be witnessing such like a tragedy, if that makes sense. Free animals compared to not free animals. to this one in the back with the number 544. Really cute little face here. Lots of white. Only a little bit of black. Hi, honey. Hi. Looking at me right now. Oh my god, this one has a name. D. This one's name is D. D-E-E. Can you imagine naming an animal and caring after them? and then betraying them by sending them to have their throat slit. Can you imagine? They named some of these animals. How can you send someone away to be murdered that you gave a name to? It's so ridiculous. Here's my mom. All right, so we're here back at American Halal Slaughterhouse in Newark, New Jersey. Um, bearing witness for the animals and if you guys could see this poor baby cow that Alicia has been singing to he keeps looking at us and he, he wants kindness so desperately he's never had anybody be kind to him and she was singing to him and he was actually leaning his ear in so that he could actually listen it was crazy I mean they want to get comfort anywhere they can even if it's just someone softly humming and singing to them they know what's going to happen. They know what's on the other side. They can smell it. Everyone can smell the death around here. It's absolutely disgusting. It's it's like your worst nightmare. If you're still buying dairy, eggs, meat, cheese, any of these animal products, you're paying for this suffering and you have to stop. You need to watch Dominion, watch, watch Dairy is Scary, listen to Ed, uh, Earthling Ed's TED Talk. Just educate yourself on the process so that you're not part of this. 
It's 2021. There's a vegan version of every single thing that's out there. You're not going to miss anything. And I promise you that nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels. Exactly. You sleep better at night. Oh my God, forget it. And that TED Talk is called Every Argument Against Veganism. I talk about it all the time because that's the TED Talk that made me into an activist. And that's the TED Talk that made me go from eating plant-based to actually an ethical vegan. So a life-changing one for sure. Why why cows and not dogs? Because dogs, I don't know, like... Dogs, you know, dogs are like companions for animals. For, um, they're what? like companions. They like pets. Like cats and dogs are like companions. So yeah. what's the difference? So like, why? What do they have that the, the that the cats and dogs don't have? They got more meat, more got, protein. No, I'm yes. saying from like, no, I'm saying from like your companion animal standpoint. Why can't they be your companion animal? Like, what's the difference? No, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't kill no cat. I can't see myself killing that living, but, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. like, when you pay for steak and cheese and products like that, you're paying for them to be on this truck, you know what I mean? So, they wouldn't be on this truck if it weren't for people wanting to pay for them, for their products and stuff. I mean, I feel you, but, you know, everybody got their own, got their own thing that they believe in, yeah, but this isn't to believe in. I mean, this is reality right here in front of your face, you know what I mean? But, I mean, if you want to, I mean, you want to take it that way, it's like, we also the cattle, too. They're what? We're also the cattle, too. We're the cattle? Yeah. Yeah, but we're not about to have our throat slit just so someone yeah. can have a sandwich, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but we're not going to have, no one's going to okay, eat though, us. It's not okay. I understand you're right. what you're saying. Yeah, we're all, we're, we're all sheep. But if God made it okay, people. then it's not you can say it about it. Why would, I said if God made it okay for us to eat certain animals, what, makes, what like, makes you think God wants anything to do with the torture, enslavement, and slaughter of these sentient beings that don't want to die? Because God, God allowed us to to eat certain things. We can't eat pig. God, God made it not permissible for us to eat pigs. How do you know God said that, though? How do I know about stuff like that? I'm religious. Can you ask you a question? Can you survive without eating animals? I mean, you could. Obviously, we are. You could. We, we survive off of water. Beans have way more protein than cow flesh. Of course. Beans, corns, vegetables. Not of, beans aren't full of antibiotics and bovine and all the shit. I love meat. I ain't never going to stop eating meat. There's vegan meat yeah, alternatives. Have you tried that? I said that for 49 years. Vegan meat? I ain't never tried vegan meat. It's really good. It. it tastes just like it. Try a Beyond Meat burger. It tastes like Listen, not only are the, the same. animals being tortured, you notice everybody who works here is of color. There's no coincidence. How you doing? Yeah. Okay, definitely look into that information. Yeah, the, the worker man here said that he needs like some of those cars on the sidewalk moved. So we gotta do that. Yeah, I don't know. He's just saying that. I think. Anyway, <laughs> so we had a uh, a young man that was walking by that was curious, and he thought they were horses on this truck, and I was like, no, they're cows, and then we, hopefully you heard that conversation. I gave him a card with my, you know, the Vegan Activist Alliance information, the documentaries and stuff. I also have, like, my podcast written on there. Whoa! <laughs> Did not expect that to start right while I was walking in front of it. Um... Yeah, the truck's about to move, I guess. So I need to get somewhere safer to stand. Um, yeah, hopefully that young man looks into it because he was saying it's sad and he was taking pictures. And, you know, that's a good thing. We want non-vegans to see this. That's, like, the whole point. So the truck has officially backed in and we're probably starting unloading already. I'm right at the edge of the fence and I can see the cow that I was singing to. You can see his face sometimes, but he's too far forward past the fence. Otherwise, oh no, baby. I think they're unloading right now. Oh no. The one I was singing to is walking off right now. 
there's no way that you could tell me that all of this is worth some five minute taste bud pleasure. Imagine being on this ride this whole time and then you, you think you're going to be relieved to finally get out, but <laughs> all that's going to happen when you get out is you're going to literally have your throat slit while you're fully conscious since this is a halal slaughterhouse. Even if it wasn't a halal slaughterhouse, as I've said before in other episodes, the bolt gun doesn't even work the first time usually on large animals like cattle, so usually they are fully conscious whether it's halal or not. Wow. This is so fucked up. So we actually unexpectedly had a second truck that pulled in right behind as the cows were unloaded and after I said goodbye to the one that I sang to and after we watched them be unloaded this truck all the way from Nebraska with a bunch of baby lambs on it and actually I noticed when the cow truck was unloading that there was actually calves like baby cow calves on the top row that I didn't notice because I'm always paying attention to the bottom row but there's actually it's actually a double decker these trucks and there was baby calves on the top that I didn't notice until they were unloading and that's just so fucked up like people are paying for actual babies to die just so that their tongue can feel nice pleasurable feelings like imagine that imagine eating babies speaking of babies the truck that's now about to unload has a bunch of baby lambs they look like stuffed animals i will post some videos and pictures they look like literally little baby stuffed animals cute as can be like how could you slit their throat the truck came with baby sheep inside. They're very, very young. I've been showing footage of you, but it's hard to believe that people can really want to collaborate with this. They're, they're babies. They are babies. And I've been looking to the eyes and they're so I'm here with Alicia, Hi and everyone, and every other activist. It's really hard to process. What are, what are you thinking? I don't know. I think that that you're incredibly strong, and that you definitely have a connection with these animals, and I can I can see it. Like I, it's just it's hard to be here, and it's hard to hold back tears sometimes. And and they are babies, and. I think I saw baby calves on the top row of the last truck. Did you notice them? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even believe it. It's just hard to believe that in this society we eat actual baby animals. Like, we didn't even know when we were kids, right? Exactly. Like, it's like, what, how, how is it different from eating puppies or kittens? You know? It is not different. It's not different. Exactly. It's, it, when we are here, we see them. And it's that it's just like we see our cats. Yeah. It's our our dogs. They're just sweet. They're sweet and they're inside. It's it's so unreal. It's unreal. Yeah. I saw one of them had a name on their tag, and I was like, how could you send someone off to die that had that you named? You know what I mean? I know. Like that's like me sending off my cat Mishu to be slaughtered. Like he has a name. Yeah. It's just crazy. So you just heard our activist friend Iada, and I will link her Instagram information in the show notes. Um, Iada is actually from Brazil, and she went vegetarian when she was eight years old, and she's never had meat since. And then she, um, I don't know at what age, but then she went vegan, and yeah, she's a really incredible activist she really does connect with the animals and she really empathizes with them so this 
driver just unloaded some of the baby lambs, but some of the baby lambs he did not unload, and he, I don't know, I guess he's taking them to another location or something. It's, so it's this kind of truck where it's a double-decker, but they split each one in half because the lambs are so small, just to give you an idea of how small they are. So there's actually four levels to this truck. So, I don't know. And, and on a live stream earlier, this truck driver was trying to be like, oh, don't put that in there, like about the water sprayer. Like, I don't know what's in there. And it's just so absolutely ridiculous whenever truck drivers or anti-vegans say like, oh, we don't know what you're giving them. It's like, are you serious? You're about to go slit their throat and you're worried that we're giving them water? Come on. You sound so ridiculous. Like, unbelievable. You would not, you would be surprised how many people actually try to say stuff like that to us, whether it's in person or online. So we just found a cow's leg on the ground that we're looking at right now. Thank you for and I'll have a picture. There's a sign there. Oh, yeah, there's another body part, another several body parts. It looks like a piece of skin. Yeah, Eduardo speaking. I'll link his Instagram. Oh, God. Yeah, what is that? It almost looks like a brain or something. You would see. I don't know. Like I saw a piece of skin right over there. Like still, like that's the risk you put the people in the neighborhood. Oh, that's disgusting, guys! I'll have a picture. I'll have a video. Yes. This is on the sidewalk across the street. On the sidewalk. Incredible. Let's all sand it. So we just got in the car and we're leaving the slaughterhouse and we're talking about how the horrible smell of like death and shit and all that is stuck on me, stuck on my clothes, stuck in our nose. Stuck in our hair. Yeah, stuck in our hair. I personally always get a weird like scratch or tingle in my throat anytime I'm here. I just feel like I'm breathing in really toxic stuff because I literally am. It's probably also the chemicals that they use to sanitize or whatever that big tub of. Yeah. I don't even know what that stuff is. I think it's ammonium nitrate or something like that. But yeah, so we're getting ready to leave and we're um, getting our cars and we're chatting and we see literally a leg, an entire leg of an animal that was cut off, like hooves, hair, (coughs) bless you, the entire foot. Just sitting on the side of the road. I mean, that's really sanitary for these poor people who have to live in this neighborhood. You know? I mean, that that's ridiculous. I, I mean, I wonder if the health department would even give a shit or if they're just, like, so used to it. It's such a disgusting pigsty around there. No no offense to pigs. I shouldn't even say that. Yeah. It's such a disgusting, vile, horrible place. But there was actually someone's leg sitting on and the side of the road. Parts. Like yeah. pieces of fur. There was a little tail too. A yep, little tail. A little tail. Yep. So yeah. sad to think that that used to be on an animal that didn't want to die for a sandwich. It's completely unacceptable. It's we we have to do better as a society, as a world. We have to stop doing this to animals. It's absolutely ridiculous. And what do you think about like? how they put slaughterhouses like they don't put them in rich white neighborhoods do they well they would never allow that they would definitely go to their congressmen and their you know their senators and they would make that not a thing it's just these people you know they have to live where they have to live nobody wants to live on off a of raymond boulevard by american halal slaughterhouse why would they it's disgusting and i'm 100 percent sure that all these chemicals seep into the ground they do which then gets into the water system there's probably an outrageous um, percentage of cancer in this neighborhood. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're home now, and right away, as soon as we walked in the door, we cleared our energy with some sage because, you know, we're into that kind of stuff, and really, we really believe that in energy, and, you know, there's so much trauma and suffering and sadness there that we want to get it out of our energy it's fine if you don't believe in that stuff but we do and 
I don't know, you kind of do have to cleanse yourself one way or another after, like, bearing witness. So it's later on in the day, and the three of us were just having a conversation about the day, and Mom, what did you see when they left the gate open for a while in the early morning? Well, the girls were like, oh, there's there's birds over there, and I was like, what? There's, and we walked over there, and there was like maybe six crates, and there was two crates of, crates of ducks, and like four crates of hens, and these poor birds were just like on top of each other, and they were so cold and so scared. I thought they were dead. Honestly, when I looked out, when I walked over there, when I first walked over there, they were really moving. And they were so crammed in together. And, the th- you know, the, you know those crates are only like... Oh, they can't stand. Yeah. Maybe like 10 inches tall or something. <laughs> if that. And cool. they were just so crammed in there. And I, th- I honestly thought they were dead, but then they started moving a little bit. I mean, I took a, a quick video, but I had to get out of there because, uh, you know, obviously it's on their property. I didn't want to... Have them come out and get uh, upset with us or whatever. Because some of them are really angry. Some of them. (laughs) Most (laughs) of them. Maybe most of them, but the one today, like, Keegan, you were saying, he just looked sad. Like, he wasn't... He looked defeated, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could tell in his face, he was just like... Like, especially when we're there as activists, like, it just kind of seals the deal that what they're doing is wrong, like, and they know it. Um, Yeah, I mean, he looks at us, and he just kind of looks at us like... Like, he, yeah, like, defeated. I think that's the best way to describe it, you know? Mm-hmm. Keegan had said originally a zombie-like, but I don't I don't think it's even that. I think he's just given up. Yeah. Like, he's just like, it is what it is. This is what I do. I don't have a choice. I mean, if he had a choice, do you think he would do it? No. You know what I mean? Not him, at least. There's, like, a small number of people out there that, you know, get off on this kind of thing. And they willfully choose to do this job and stuff. But I think... You know, there's definitely a good number of them that are more like him, that are, like, still humans and still... It's it's like you said on your previous podcast, um, these people will create, like, a second, like, personality that does the killing for them. That's probably what he's in right now. That's the personality he was in. Total survival technique. Yeah. Yeah, doubling, it's called. One of the most difficult things for me as um, the months have gone by that we've been doing these vigils is um, like when you guys were on the road trip, I would go and it was terrible and everything. But for me, part of what was so hard today is when I see you connecting with one of the animals on such a profound level, like the cow that you were singing to, you know, that's twice as painful for me. It's almost like I guess because energetically, I know you guys are connecting, and I love you, and obviously what's happening to them is atrocious, so it becomes that much more difficult, or like at one point, Yada started crying. She she generally gets emotional at some point. I mean, I know that she doesn't try to, but at some point, it, it almost always gets the best of her, you know, because she's very sensitive, obviously. Yeah, she always, she always says, like, I will never be okay with this. And it's yeah. just like, you know. Yeah. I don't even know how to comfort her because, like, how could anyone... You can't. Ever... You can't comfort yourself. How are you going to comfort her? Yeah. It's just, but, that, but that drives it home when you're... People who you love are feeling the pain. Yeah. Because I guess you just kind of go into survival mode almost like that guy does. I mean, obviously not the, to the extreme, but, you, you know, you, you definitely protect yourself. But then when you see somebody else... Or like the first time Rebecca came and she started crying. As, as soon as I see an activist reacting for the first time, that's, that, that's when it's the hardest for me. You know what yeah, I mean? It kind of just reminds you instead of just being focused on getting footage or something. Right, getting of... footage or trying to get them water. It's, it's so hard sometimes to get them to drink, get them to yeah. trust, to get them to it, not yeah. back away. It almost breaks your like emotional concentration. You know what I mean? Like, because you're like focused, like you said, and then all of a sudden something yeah, just you're brings. Yeah, on a quote job. Like, yeah, trying it... to give comfort, trying yeah. to give water, trying mm-hmm. to trying to not get fucking run over by a rookie driver who has no idea what he's doing. Oh my god! Because that was like ridiculous. I mean, how many times did he have to be back in and out? You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he must have pulled in and out five like five times, right? Yep. He just could not get lined up. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's very easy. It's dangerous how they back in. So and just goddamn dangerous with up. all the cars going by and all the stuff that's the cars chaos. then have to drive on the sidewalk to get around them. Yeah. 
Well, and some of them take joy in driving. I mean, there was a few of them that were extra close for no reason today. Um, when they were passing, like you just know, because they look right at you while they're doing it, like close to us. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I have some I mean, they 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 intentionally are trying to be jerks, or yeah. You know, there's people who are angry at the fact that we're giving water to animals. Well, they're angry that they're being delayed. They have no concept of what's going on, and or they know. And what's worse is they're they're like the people that get upset with the people in not Toronto, where they just want to be mean to people for being kind. You know. Yeah. It's. It makes me really question the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it you know, it just adds to the whole if with people being so triggered by vegans. It literally has nothing to do with us and it has everything to do with how you feel about yourself and what feelings we bring up within yourself and Yeah. You really need to question what you're going to do about that rather than just taking it out on us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, did you guys talk about that kid that was there today that you did outreach with? Yep, yep, he's got that covered. Yeah. So, it is now several days later. The good thing about this past vigil is that the very next day, Keegan and I got to volunteer at Skyland Sanctuary and be around happy, free animals. You know, animals that are not going to have the fate that so many multiple billions of their counterparts ended up having. The lucky ones, and I mean the really, really lucky ones that are rescued from the dairy industry, the meat industries, the egg industries. It's obviously very uplifting to the spirit and soul to be around these happy animals. They show us love just like a dog or a cat. I mean, they all have their individual personalities. Some of them are more friendly than others. Some of them will love you and want basically lick your face like a puppy. And then there's other ones who just kind of want to keep to themselves and be left alone. And it's like, that's all animals really want from us is either to be loved or to be left alone. And I think leaving them alone is like the least that we can do. Earthling Ed has said this several times, but he says that if you happen to cross somebody in the street beating a dog, you have three choices. You can say, oh, that's terrible. I'm not going to beat dogs. And then, you know, go about onward with your life. Or you can join them and beat the dog with them. Or you can say, that's wrong and not only am I not going to beat dogs, but I'm going to actively do whatever I can to stop this guy from beating dogs. And in this metaphor, the person who says, oh, that's wrong, I'm not going to beat dogs myself, and then just carries on with their life, that's being vegan. And the person that joins and beats the dog, that's the person who's not vegan, you know, who's eating the meat and participating in the violence. And then the person who says, you know, that's wrong and I'm going to do whatever I can to try and stop it, that is the vegan activist. So once again, this vigil that we visited in this episode is called American Halal Meat in Newark, New Jersey. And if you don't know what halal is, it's basically just a type of slaughter that Muslims, like, that's where their meat, like, they they buy halal meat. And halal is a type of slaughter. And I'm just going to read a description of halal slaughter just from a website uh, called Halal Certification. The Islamic Method of Slaughtering. Islamic law requires that animals intended for human consumption be slain in a certain manner. Halal slaughter is one of the more humane methods available to the meat industry and the only method acceptable for Muslim consumers. The conditions for halal slaughter can be summarized as follows. So they have a few random like requirements for slaughter, and I'm just going to read a couple of the important ones. So one of the most important ones for halal is that they they cut the animal's throat while they're fully conscious. They don't do any method of stunning beforehand. So here it says, 
In general, all forms of stunning and unconsciousness of animals are disliked. However, if it is necessary to use these means to calm down or mitigate violence of animals, low-voltage shock can be used on the head only for the durations and voltage as per given guidelines. Stunning through a device with a non-penetrating round head in a way that does not kill the animal before its slaughter is permitted provided that certain conditions are adhered to. Please refer to the DHCE halal standards for more details. So basically, they're saying that they're the most uh, humane type of slaughter, and yet they don't even stun them and take away their consciousness. So they have their throat slit while they're fully conscious, and they choke on their blood while they're fully conscious. So I don't really know how that's supposed to be the most humane, but don't worry. It makes it okay because the name of Allah is invoked at the time of slaughtering by saying their phrase, and I'm not going to read it, but it means, in the name of Allah, Allah is the greatest. Like, are you serious? So you can just cut someone's head off while they're fully conscious, but it's humane because you said a phrase? Like, okay. Imagine being on trial for murder and you go up to the stand and you're like, "Ah, you know, I know I cut this man's head off. I know he didn't want to die. I know I murdered him and everything, but hear me out, okay? I said, in the name of Allah, Allah is the greatest while I did it. So you have to let me get away with this. Would you get away with it? No, you would be a fucking terrorist being a terrorist in the name of religion like no so why why is that like okay just because it's an animal and this is where like it would just be downright comedic and hilarious if we weren't talking about innocent lives being brutally taken but these are the customary and desirable practices while slaughtering water should be offered to the animal before slaughter and it should not be slaughtered when hungry Did you listen to this episode? Because I'm pretty sure that we were trying to give these animals on the truck water because they haven't been given water. They're not legally required to be given water in the United States for 36 hours. And you know they're not being given food either. So that's just downright violated. They're violating their own bullshit. Like, that's just not something that happens. Like... Uh, maybe in someone's backyard where they're performing their sadistic halal slaughter, they might give water to that animal. But I can assure you, as I have been there and witnessed it, it is not given to them at these slaughterhouses or even as they're being transported to them. Another one is the knife should be hidden from the animal and slaughtering should be done out of sight of other animals waiting to be slaughtered. That's just another thing that's blatantly violated by, like, every halal slaughterhouse ever. They're always being killed in front of each other. Like, I've seen videos. Like, look one up right now. Literally, just go on YouTube and look up halal slaughter. And I'm sure one of the first ones that you click on, you'll see a cow watching another cow have their throat slit. Like, so they're violating their own bullshit. (laughs) Um, animals should be killed in a comfortable way. Unnecessary suffering to them must be avoided. Do I even need to debunk this one? Like, it, it's not necessary because we don't need to eat any animal products to survive. And that's proven by the American Dietetic Association and all of the largest dietetic associations in the world. They've all put out statements that a vegan diet is adequate, healthy, and can help prevent and disease. So it's not necessary suffering. Okay, you're not on a desert island, you're not like in a survival situation, then it would be perhaps necessary, you know. But in this case, no, you're just doing it for like religion and convenience and taste and tradition. And None of these are ever considered justifiable reasons to murder or to take a life away. And what is comfortable about having your throat slit? Like, come on, there's nothing comfortable about this entire process whatsoever. That's ludicrous. 
That's so insane. Like, how dare them? How dare them? And then another thing it says is, The animal must be slaughtered by the use of a sharp knife. The knife must not kill due to its weight. If it kills due to the impact, the meat may not be permissible. Like, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but... I I don't know. And, and they talk about, like, you need to do it in one cut as well. And there's videos where that is... Like, I've seen where it's not one cut. But, like, if you think about it, if it's one cut and they didn't cut good enough then that animal is just going to suffer more because of that, rather than, like, if they were to just go back in and, like, try and make it all go faster. I don't know. Ugh, I feel sick. Like, talking about this makes my throat feel, like, so weird, and I feel sick to my stomach. Like, I just, how dare anybody, I don't care what religion it is, how dare people say that murder is okay because... They're saying a stupid phrase about God. Like, I just... God. <laughs> and to think that that is what happened to these animals that I said goodbye to at this vigil after they were sent in. Like, I know it happened. But to think of, like, actually visualizing it, it's just... It's hard to even visualize. Because I have not witnessed slaughter in person. And I can't imagine how fucked up it is. It's like the reality doesn't sink in because it's too messed up for me to, like, let it sink in that after these animals I said goodbye to in this episode and on this vigil walked in there, they were treated in this way and they were killed in this horrible, violent way. It makes me want to throw up. It is disgusting. So with all of that background information, I want to play a couple of clips from a Joey Carbstrong YouTube video titled Muslim vs. Vegan Halal Delusion Destroyed. I want to sort of preemptively state that this isn't an anti-Muslim video. I think practicing religion is fine. I think having a belief in God is fine. As long as those beliefs don't infringe on human rights or animal rights, uh, as long as you're not hurting no one, I think. RSPCA don't even approve halal slaughter. Not that I've seen anywhere. Well, in the UK, they definitely don't. Uh, they think animals should be stunned before slaughter. Now, I think animals shouldn't be slaughtered at all. They shouldn't be raised for food at all. Now, this isn't a competition to say which is worse. I think they're both bad. Sometimes stunning doesn't work. Um, but I've also been in a uh, halal slaughterhouse in Bali and I got criticised by many Muslims saying this isn't how it's supposed to be done. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, when you get footage from these halal um, slaughterhouses, they're not even doing it in the way that you know, you guys all say it's supposed to be done. They're not facing the animals to Mecca. They might be saying a prayer, but the animals are being slaughtered in front of each other. There's been so many exposés of these halal slaughterhouses, and they're horrific. Just animals having their throats slashed open, no stunning, so they're suffering for 10 minutes, you know, shaking as they're dying. With stunning, they're stunned in the head, they're cut across the throat, and then they, they're pretty much, a lot of the time, they're unconscious when they're um, bleeding out. But... You know, I think they're both horrifically cruel. Um, I think uh, cutting someone's throat open without stunning them might be even crueler. Uh, they suffer for longer. They have a big cut across their neck. But yeah. So yeah, like Joey says, you know, you can show Muslims the reality of halal slaughter from, you know, the halal place that they bought it from. And they can try and make themselves feel better by saying like, oh, that's not true halal. This is what true halal is. And then... So this Joey Carbstrong video, he's responding to this guy who's basically doing halal solder in his own home or backyard or whatever, and this is supposed to be the, quote, right way to do it, and he's responding to it. Dominant, they're afraid of you. No matter how merciful the procedure is. Merciful? They didn't even need to die. I know that the scenery is very powerful. The slaughter scenery is a very powerful scenery powerful it's horrible horrific violent slaughter it's murder there's blood everywhere it's disgusting most of the animals you slaughtered you didn't even show us how much they suffered after you slit their throats whether they thrashed around which is what usually happens i've seen this happen before but it's a necessary act for this meat to reach your table it's a necessary act for the meat to reach your table yes but having meat is not necessary so what's your point in no religion 
Does God say you must eat animals? You must exploit and kill animals? To be a Muslim, you must kill animals. Nowhere is, that's why there are Muslim vegans. I just don't understand why you'd go to all of this work to try to make sure the animal, you know, wasn't in distress, completely submitted, you know, when you can just eat plants anyway and still be a good Muslim. Was that slaughtered with God's name mentioned upon them? They are very proud for them to fulfill their mission as a true blessing for us as a human. These animals are proud? So you're reading their minds now? Like, you know how proud these animals are after they have their throats slashed open? They're proud that they were sacrificed to God? They didn't look proud. They looked terrified and they looked like they were bleeding out their neck. And for us, in return, that mentioned God's name for that blessing that they gave us. Versus all the animals that were slaughtered without hearing God's name. Yeah, because it makes a huge difference to the animal that they heard God's name before they were slaughtered uh, versus not hearing God's name before they were slaughtered. I mean, it makes no difference to the animal. The animal doesn't even understand what you're talking about. You know, these animals can't conceptualize human language to any depth. I mean, you're making these very far out strong claims that animals know when you're saying God's name before they die and they, they're on this mission for God and, you know, they're, they're just willingly sacrificed in God's name. Um, you know, these are all, I, I consider these delusions, I, I consider this delusional. You know, applying this to the, in the human context will just sound psychopathic. It sounds psychopathic in the animal context anyway. These claims that animals have no fear, that this is great treatment and they understand and are willing to be sacrificed, they, these all are without evidence. The evidence shows otherwise. I mean, just looking at that with a sober mind, it just looks like you're dominating animals, they're, they're frozen with fear, and then you're just slashing their throat open and letting them bleed out. There's no, There's nothing ethical about that there's nothing religious about that there's nothing loving about that there's nothing compassionate about that that is just cold-blooded murder and if god created these animals to desire life and to want to live it makes zero sense that he'd also create them as food you know to be slaughtered i think these uh, religious texts should be questioned at the end of the day you can believe in god you know, have your belief in your religion. I just don't like when these religious beliefs are used to take away either human rights or animal rights. I think that should always be questioned. Again, you can be a Muslim vegan, you can be a Christian vegan, you can be a Hindu vegan. You know, there's no doctrine of religion that mandates killing animals. There's just, you know, there's loopholes. And if you truly want to respect animals, if you truly want to respect God's creation, if you truly want to respect Earth and its inhabitants, then live a vegan lifestyle. Yeah, so definitely check out these videos about halal slaughter with Joey Carbstrong. It should come up right when you type Joey Carbstrong halal slaughter. Also, I do encourage you to actually watch some videos, some different videos of different places of halal slaughter so you get an idea of what it is and what it's about and... Obviously, of course, watch Dominion, watch The Land of Hope and Glory, watch Earthlings. You really just don't know until you see it. And I can't imagine actually taking that a step further and seeing it in person. Every time you argue against veganism, you're arguing against being kind to animals. And you're arguing in favor of everything you just heard in this episode of what these animals were going through. Like that, that guy earlier in the episode that came up to the truck who wasn't a vegan who said, oh, that's so sad, but it tastes good. I wonder if he's ever seen like slaughter footage. I wonder, you know, what do we have to do? What mental gymnastics do we have to do to see all of that and then say that, oh, but it tastes good? You're arguing in favor of the most horrific cruelty on earth. It's a holocaust of animals. I just don't understand it. Now, I love humor. I love jokes. I love satire. I love making fun of stuff. But when you joke against veganism and you mock veganism, like, sure, joke about vegans, like, haha, vegan guys have man buns, whatever. That's fine. But if you're going to laugh at actual animal cruelty or mock people who are just trying to stand up against animal cruelty. Like, would you mock people who are standing up for civil rights? I mean, I guess there's a lot of people that would. I mean, you see how many people are mocking the Black Lives Matter movement. So I, I don't know. Ooh, I feel hopeless about the world sometimes. I really honestly do. But the good thing is that mocking is the first stage of truth. So 
I don't know. I'm off on a little bit of a tangent right now. Um, my point is, anytime you comment like, ooh, bacon, or ooh, tasty steaks, I'm going to eat more now because of a vegan, like, if you would actually just look into what it is you're supporting, I don't even think you would feel good about that. Unless you seriously lack empathy or something's, like, actually wrong with you in the head. And I would like to believe that, like, a majority of the population doesn't have a complete lack of empathy or something wrong with their head. I don't know. I would like to believe that. Anyway, if you would like to consume some more positive content as well, there's loads of YouTube videos out there about animal sanctuaries. There's so many sanctuaries. I've been to Woodstock Sanctuary in New York. I've been to Barn Sanctuary in Michigan. I've been to Skylands Sanctuary, obviously, in New Jersey. Are they in New Jersey or New York? I don't know. I think they're in New Jersey, but they all have pages. Please follow them. Please donate and support them as much as you can. Please visit a sanctuary. They always need help and volunteers. They always need people to clean stalls and you know, farm work never ends, basically, and it's really hard, and a lot of these people are completely just doing it out of the goodness of their own heart, like, they don't make money off of this, they rely on donations, so definitely make supporting sanctuaries part of your activist regime, or whatever, and visit one if you're not vegan, because, you know, if you're too much of a ball sack, I don't want to say pussy, because pussies are strong, but if you're too much of a ball sack to actually go to a vigil, to actually watch even a documentary one time in your life, if you're too much of a ball sack to do that, then why don't you visit a sanctuary and, and just learn about animals' stories that have been rescued? Like, take your kids to a sanctuary, not zoos, not aquariums, not places that exploit animals. At sanctuaries, you can go in with the animals and pet them. You can't do that at a zoo. It's so much better, so... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everything you heard in this episode, those animals on that truck, they are on that truck because of you if you are not vegan. Period. If you are not vegan, you do not get to say, oh, that's so sad. Okay? Don't be a hypocrite. And please don't delude yourself into thinking like, oh, that's just one bad place. I get my place from a nice, kind place. They nicely and kindly and gently murder animals for no reason. Like, don't delude yourself. Truth, there's so much power in truth, okay? Truth will set you free, and truth will also set animals free, okay? If you actually fucking listen to it. If you actually listen to the truth. Come on. Go vegan already. It's still January. Beganuary.com. Sign up to go vegan. If you are vegan and you have not done any activism, I'm not, like, judging you or anything, but, like, Get your ass up and do some activism. <laughs> okay. I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you learned something. And I hope that it is motivating you. So, yeah. Peace out. Bye.